welcome to another wonderful episode of Bucky's Pagan Guided Adventures. This week, we met up with Melissa, and she is a local apothecary as well as a tea maker, and she does some fantastic work, and I am so happy to have her on the show. So sit back, relax, enjoy, grab a nice cup of tea, and uh, enjoy this episode. Welcome back to a wonderful episode of Bucky's Pagan Guide Adventures. I am me. I'm with Melissa here. She's a local apothecary and specialty tea maker, and she does some pretty wicked stuff. She actually uh, gave me a chair, and with the chair came a package of tea that was the best tea I think I've had in a very long period of time. Um, she's going to talk to me about a lot of the cool healing principles of apothecary. Uh, I call, I'll call it apothecary sciences and magic. Um, and so welcome to the show, Melissa. Thank you for having me. Oh, thank you for being on. <coughs> Excuse me. So, um, how did you discover the wonderful world of apothecary works and, uh, specifically tea? Oddly enough, it comes from the basis that myself and several members of my immediate family cannot actually use or process, uh, like physically process, um, prescription medications. A lot of things have an adverse reaction on me. Things like a simple gravel will actually cause more throwing up instead of less. Um, I have a couple of family members that can't process uh, opiates. So things like morphine or painkillers do not work on them. So we had to find an alternative route. Okay. So, so, you're, <clears throat> so essentially you're, you're just augmenting the medication that you use um, with apothecary sciences and it's and you're getting better results with less negative side effects is that correct yes yes that is um i don't not believe in <clears throat> modern medicine modern science i fully believe it has its place and there's awesome uses for it but i also believe that <clears throat> the use of plants herbs resins all of those things anything botanical they grow with things that are going on so they're ever evolving and they're ever, um, they're ever changing and, and becoming more adapt to like the environment and things like that. And that will actually, our bodies are more inclined to process that than um, actual prescription medication. So it's just to help our bodies be able to boost to be able to handle the prescription medications. That's actually quite, quite impressive. So like when you were, uh, when, when you started off, well, I guess not really started off with it, but how, how does the uh, principles of the herb of herbology heal people? Like it, was it, um, simple as a person chewing on an Aspen branch and then all of a sudden realizing, Hey, there's anti-pain, uh, principles here, or was there more of a, a finite process to it? How, how did it all become? Well, way back in the day, there was a lot of trial and error. I'm glad I was not the first person to try a agaric mushroom. Those are highly poisonous and deadly. <laughs> it was just a lot of trial and errors. I said, hey, we're going to try this one. This is a lot of berries. We'll see which ones don't kill us. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's, find this small, let's find the person in the tribe that we don't like and give him this nice, fresh, white berry and see what happens. <laughs> and record yeah, his reaction. Much, yeah. Like, does he, does he see things? Does he foam at the mouth? Does he, you know, get more energy? What's going on here? How can we change it? Can we cook it? Can we steam it? Can we crush it? Is there a different way to use it? 
it's all been throughout the centuries trial and error and a lot of human testing that probably should have been, should not have been done huh. so would you say it's, it's kind of like the apothecary is like the um ancient form of a, of a uh, pharmacist that is pretty much where it all started yeah that makes sense i, I was in europe and i saw there was like the german word for for pharmacy is apotique which i guess would come from apothecary yeah actually kind of cool yeah that just clicked man sometimes i'm very quick and sometimes i'm like extremely slow and that was one of my slow uptake moments <laughs> we all have those it's all good yeah yeah um <clears throat> so when it comes to tea like do you obviously you incorporate a lot of your your healing principles in tea is that is that correct yes i do <clears throat> full research on um everything that should go together shouldn't go together anything that has a possible prescription interaction um things that are say um i have a heart like a heart tea so i would have um, hibiscus which helps for blood blood flow but then if you're taking the daily aspirin reg regimen you can't have the tea because they're both a blood thinner you don't really want to turn yourself into someone that can bleed out at a tiny cat scratch or something that's actually <laughs> very good. that's a good point um so with that like i mean is there any advice you could give people like i mean there's a lot of people who make their own teas or there's a lot of people who will buy ingredients like what's the best advice for people who are relatively new with this stuff Definitely get the books, get the reading, um, any natural path information. And as really, really weird as it sounds, but go on WebMD. They actually do have interactions for herbs with prescription medications. That's where I, I get a lot of my information. Okay. Just for the interaction side of things. So it's probably like a, a whole different realm. Like, I mean, I've, I've heard of... of I... I don't know if kitchen witch is the term that they use. Is, is that the right yeah. term? Yeah. yeah. I, I've heard that term before where it's, um, it's almost as if it's a different subsect of like, I mean, I do, I do divination. Other people do other things. It's like a whole wide world full of books and research and understanding just to even be proficient in it. So, I mean, it's, well, I think it's probably sounds like one of those things that you don't really want to trifle with. Is there any like really dangerous things to that people have done before that, you know, have caused major damages? Like, is there any big things to avoid in that world? Well, aside from the given, um, all the stories, even like Shakespeare and stuff, had things like Belladonna and Wolfsbane and those kind of things. These are toxic, poisonous to human. Um, just like the agaric mushroom, which is the one that everybody likes to draw because it's the big, bright red capped mushroom. Everyone calls them fairy mushrooms or tol fairy toadstools. Toadstools, can't have words. Uh, they are actually exceptionally toxic. You touch them and they will kill you if you even get the stuff from like from your fingers into your mouth. Um, things like uh, I had one lady that I had to basically make her sign a waiver because she wanted to sm smoke wormwood, which is the active ingredient that makes you see the green fairy in absence. Huh. She wanted to smoke it? Yes, yes, it does help with divination if you do put it on heated coals and you breathe the smoke, but she wanted to put it in with her tobacco. Okay. I, I do know that Nostradamus, uh, when he was doing scrying, he um, had some sort of, I can't recall what it was, but he had some sort of a chemical that he would inhale. Uh, hazel? No, it wasn't hazelnut. 
it, it was some sort of a <clears throat> he would he would superheat he'd steam it like almost and he'd inhale it mm-hmm. and it would give him hallucinations for his scrying when he saw in water i mean I'm, I'm not really opposed to like i guess you could call it drug facilitated divination i don't practice it myself it's given I mean, well, hell, it's it's gone through the test of time in the ages. The Aborigines and in, in the South and South America friggin' use many different types of hallucinations for vision quests, and uh, we you know see that Nostradamus is being extremely accurate with a lot of his um, scrying prophecies. So I'm not really opposed to that, but it's a uh, it's a fascinating world. Do you, do you ever think that there's going to be any like controlled substances on a lot of the things that are used for um, divination, such as wormwood? There might eventually be. Um, I know that there have recently been some changes to the government around here that have now basically said it's not illegal to to do what we do, <laughs> which is nice. So once they've now said that it's not illegal, they might actually start trying to regulate the things that we can use. Yeah, that's a big to fear. do what we do. <clears throat> That would be a big fear yeah. because I mean, like they try to make money off of everything, and all of a sudden, if you're, you know, if apothecary works are starting to yield results, then hey, here's another avenue for us to make money, right? And and then there's always the whole thing of oh well, no, you can't use that tea, even though it really helps pretty much everybody that's ever tried it, in whatever aspect it's doing. You need to put it through the FDA first, and now we have to get a lot of money out of that. And the only way to get money off that is massive refinery, and uh, that removes all the basic principles that you're looking for for your apothecary magic, right? Yes, and that, that's actually another thing. I mean, I can give, say yourself, I can give you the recipe for that tea that I gave you, but it's not going to come out the same. Yeah, well, that's exactly it, because it's, there's a lot of, <clears throat> well, I, I use, it, use this term before on the podcast, woo involved. There's a lot of magical... Um, intention that has to be put into everything that a kitchen witch does and i think that when you remove that you're removing a lot of the energy based magic that's associated with it yeah so yeah i uh, mean i've uh I've, we've had some candles that we do them in a specific way and i know that if we were to give even the stuff that we use to make them to someone that is even say a professional candle maker it still again wouldn't come out the same that's actually really cool. So, the, so that being said, like, I know you can't really divulge any of your trade secrets because you don't want to have people doing doing what you do or trying to do what you do. But as you said, they would never be able to do it. But they might try. Is there is there any like secrets that you have? Like, what's your secrets for making tea and collecting the ingredients? Oh, making tea never stir the wrong way. You always want to, because I make a lot of healing teas, I always want to bring in the healing. So I always have to store clockwise instead of counterclockwise because clock, counterclockwise is vanishing. We don't want to get rid of that. Um, as for collecting the ingredients, I make sure that they are pesticide, herbicide free. Um, as close to organic without the label as possible and even better than because a lot of that stuff is sprayed, let's face it. Um, if I can't grow it myself and keep, so I know everything that goes into or on it, um, I will go out in the middle of nowhere, like there's no cell reception, it's completely wild land, there's nobody that even owns it, and I will harvest there. Okay. 
So kind of like crown land <clears throat> looking yeah. about on the, oh, okay. That's really cool. So is that obviously that's quite labor intensive, Hey, to, to find the correct ingredients and pick the correct ingredients. Sorry, you're probably oh, there. I'm sorry. Um, so obviously it's like a very labor intensive job to pick their, find the right ingredients and collect the right ingredients and lay everything out. It is. Uh, you have to make sure you're picking them at the right time. Like there are certain mushrooms that you can only get in like the month of March here because otherwise the trees that they grow on, the sap is running too much and then they're too waterlogged and they don't actually have any of the nutrients in the mushroom itself. So it's all very time specific for harvesting as well. And you have to know where to go. You have to know what to look for. You have to see if it's diseased. And then you have to dry it, which I don't use a dehydrator unless it's an actual fruit. And I'll let okay. it air dry, hang dry usually, um, mm. because that way the oils and things stay intact. Well, I'm going to ask you a very interesting question because it sounds like you've got a, like, a lot of experience. And, and how long have you been doing this for? <clears throat> Professionally? Yeah, well, no, professionally and 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 non-professionally, I guess both. Because I mean, professional is just the physical, is just a financial manifestation of what you've been doing, you know, spiritually. That's the way I look at it. I was raised doing this stuff without my mother actually telling me she was raising me on it. Okay. She would just teach everything. Um, I didn't realize it um, until a couple of years ago. And then about a year and a half ago, I started actually with a small table at a market, my first one, with mm. just incense. And then it really blew up to teas. Oh, wow. And then it just keep, keeps moving. Because I know you also do like sage and sweet grass and all of the kinds yeah. of, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> so and it's I just like. All of, yeah, sage, sweet grass, uh, specific intent incense i only i usually only do the loose ones i'm looking at possibly trying to make cone which is kind of difficult without a press <laughs> um i would actually be interested in seeing some of your incense because myself right now i do like i of course i use a lot of sage and i use a lot of you know I, and i do i let's be honest whenever i go out to a store and i see incense it i question the origins of the incense where it's made how it's made like what energies are going in when it's being made i mean i don't want to bring it into my house if i know i don't know where the energies are coming from if that makes sense mm -hmm. so i mean like i'd be actually interested to see a, like an incense line from you that'd be cool i'm gonna encourage you to do that and then come back and tell us how, to, how, how, how it's going <laughs> i have um 13 right now oh cool <laughs> well there you have it hey no i like the, the cone form no, not the cone ones. Um, oh. I am working on those, but the ones that I have, um, I think all but three of them, you can actually, if you can't have smoke, like for people with asthma or COPD, anything like that, then you can actually steep them in water like a tea. You cannot drink it. Please don't drink it. Hmm. Um, you steep it like a tea. You still get the smell. You still get the intent. You get the magic, but you don't get the smoke and the side effects thereof. Frig yeah. I'm going to give that a try. That'd be actually really cool. So it's almost like a humid, humidifier. Where yeah, you... like, like a diffuser kind of thing. Yeah, with the oils. Same kind of a pr principle. That's friggin' awesome. I'm going to check that out. Hey, um, so <clears throat> obviously, like, um, 
I'm when I first started reading a little bit about like I mean I don't really know a lot but when I started reading a little bit about apothecary magic uh, one thing I noticed is that a lot of the time we already do some of the some of the apothecary stuff like peppermint tea mm -hmm. you know it's a really good um, vasodilator and a good anti-inflammatory I believe and I mean myself without even like intuitively whenever I have a head cold that's the first thing I grab is like go to get some peppermint tea and hyper load a cup full of peppermint tea and drink it down right um that being said is what would be your like top five items apothecary items would you you'd have in your in a, in a house like what what should everybody have what top five things well, salt obviously okay um salt is great for cleansing banishing keeping things out you can sprinkle it in your windowsills sprinkle it everywhere pretty much um Rosemary, since rosemary can be substituted for pretty much any herb out there, it is the basically be all end all. If you need mugwort, if you need this, if you need that, it doesn't matter what you need. If you've got rosemary and don't have the other, you can usually substitute it. Hmm. Bay, bay is a good one. Sage. Um, Why bay? Bay, bay is great for cleansing. Um, it helps to send your wishes out to the universe, uh, just like um, for Yule. We, uh, we, you'd, they used to write on a bay leaf and then burn it in the fire to send their wishes to the universe for the next year. Cool. Is, is that like ex exclusively on the Yule calendar or is that, can that be done at any time? Well, you can do it any time. That's for sure. Um, it also tastes really good if you cook with it. <laughs> <laughs> multi-purpose <laughs> and my personal favorite go-to i use all the time and i always have lots of it is garlic are you gonna like pull out some vampire thing with this garlic or is there another reason for garlic garlic is one of the biggest blessing herbs that you can use for as a kitchen witch it's home it's hearth it's warmth it's comfort serenity and you can put it in anything I also like. Correct me if I'm wrong. I hear heard that like garlic is a blood cleanser or like a. Oh yeah. It does some sort of a cleansing thing to the body? I, I'm not too sure. I heard that. I just don't remember. Yes. Um, uh, yeah, it's really great for that. And actually, for people that cannot process the opiate drugs, like for painkillers and things. Um, if they have garlic and then have like an opiate-based painkiller, it will actually affect them. The garlic makes it so that your body is able to process hmm. the... Sorry, I'm just... Let's see. Garlic itself, though, there's so many, many uses for magic. Um, it used to be for against the plague. Um, and it's used to absorb and flush things out of the body. So any toxins, anything like that. Kind of the same way that the old wives tale, if you leave half an onion in your fridge, it'll absorb everything. It's the same kind of thing. It's just that the garlic does that in your body instead of in the fridge. I'm going to ask you the a onion very... thing is not, it's not a wives tale. It actually happens. Hmm. <laughs> I'm going to ask you a very skill testing question. Oh dear. <laughs> And, but it, 
is skill testing, but it's not really a skill testing question. So you, are you familiar with like the whole like hex thing? Like if you get hexed and cursed, you use an egg and do an egg spell? Like they, they do some sort of an egg magic. Would that be considered apothecary or something else? That's gypsy. <laughs> yeah, okay. That makes sense. Yeah, it's, it's not really. I'm, I'm wondering if, like, is there, if, there's a, if there's a clean line of delineation between like apothecary and non-apothecary. Is it just herbs and herbology and the application? Is it mostly medicine? Is that the idea behind it? Uh, not just physical medicine, but spiritual, uh, mental, all of that kind of stuff. Okay. It's the apothecary is basically the first pharmacist, the first doctors. That's where it all started. That's awesome. That's really good. Well, one of these days we're going to have to get together and have some tea and burn some incense. We'll actually aerate some incense and, uh, <laughs> and go further from there. Um, can you like let us know where we could find you online if we have anything that we want to ask or get? Well, um, you can go from the website. It's Hayward's Eclectic, hay-wards-eclectic.com. We also have a Facebook, which is Hayward's Eclectic, and there is no hyphen in that one. Perfect. And where can we find your tea? Is there any place we could find your tea in town? Not currently, no. Oh. Unfortunately. <laughs> Oh, we got to change that. We got to change that because you have the best tea I think I've had in like a very, very long time. <laughs> I'm not just blowing smoke up your butt. That's actually was the tea that you gave me was actually like bang on. Perfect. What I needed. I think you intuitively gave it to me. I think you knew exactly what I needed. And so you're like, here you go. You need this. And then it just totally recharged my batteries. So we need to, we need yeah. to get your tea out there more often. <laughs> I, tend, I tend to do that. Just be able to pick the right thing. Isn't that weird how that happens? Like all of a sudden, like when you, when you have a gift or, or, or a skill set, right? All of a sudden the universe just is like, oh, okay, well now that you're doing this and you're listening to me and you're you know, doing what I want you to, I'm going to throw all these people and situations at you that you need to actually help with. Because if you don't, then, well, then I'm not going to trust you with anything else and you're going to get stuck. Isn't that weird how that happens? It is. It is very weird. And every time it happens and everyone that goes, you know what? That was just perfect. That was exactly it. You're like, whoa, okay, I get it. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Or and there's sometimes too when you're just like so exhausted and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, here's another thing that another thing that you have to do. I'm going to throw this other thing on your list of things that has to be done. And you're like, okay, fine, I'll do it. Because if I do it, then that means that you're going to help me down the road. Or if I need help, you're going to send somebody to help me. It's just a very interesting way that it all pans out. Everything is interconnected. Sure is. Well, and on that note, thank you very much for coming out and talking to us about apothecary uh, magic and tea and the first pharmacists and how to heal yourself and how to be healed. You know, that's really, it's been really awesome to have you, have you with us. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Will you take care and have a wonderful day? You too. That was a very fun interview that I had there. I'm very thankful for Melissa to coming out and uh, sharing all of the apothecary magic as well as all the 
cool secrets of the ancient pharmacy ways. If you want to check her stuff out, uh, she's on Facebook at sign capital H A Y capital W A R D S capital E C L E C T I C. That's at Hayward's eclectic. Uh, her website is capital H A Y dash capital W A R D S capital E C L E C T I C dot com. That's HayWardsEclectic.com. Thank you very much for tuning in, and I look forward to seeing you next week.